Hello, everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, The Good Fight Podcast. This one covering season four. Season four, episode one, titled The Gang Deals with Alternate Reality. All right. Wow, we have made it to season four. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I'm joined by Tia Kemp. Hello. Jack O'Keefe. Hello. Dean Cobb. Hello. And Molly Scullion. Hello. Yeah, we got a full house again. Uh, and I am back in, in my home base. Have uh, mercy. Yeah, back in my home base, <laughs> slightly refreshed, uh, but with much better internet access. Uh, so hopefully everything sounds better and people aren't so like this and cutting in and out. Uh, because regardless of the editing that I will be able to do to it, it's going to sound like garbage and I apologize. Um, but as long as the locks come through and people know what they are, uh, then we're fine. And I'll also put them in the episode notes of that podcast. All right. First impressions, season four premiere. Keen. I'm so glad I'm first. Yo. Ah. <laughs> wow. Man, uh, they, the Kings, wowzers. I mean, I, I, I'm going to try to not have to keep using adjectives nonstop, but it's the fact that in, 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 a, in, a, in the realm of anime, this will be considered. Mm-hmm. maybe the perfect filler episode because shit happened and they gave you a peek as to like and in, into an alternate universe which is really really cool and it was really really fucked up because you would think hey if this would have happened everything would be great and the fact that like me too never started mm-hmm. it, i was like oh shit um yeah this was really really cool really really good and the fact that they it was a perfect and a weird just for for it to be a filler filler episode. It's a perfect way to start a season two with the way that they ended last season. And um, when I thought either one of them was dead, and the fighting to see them a lot, see them both alive and well, man, I tell you what, I was fighting the back a, a, a thug tear. I really was. I was fighting it back. I was like, no, they got my man Kurt. No, <laughs> um, but he was cool. He still ain't put no pants on. Like. Like his his wife has been knocked out for like a few minutes. He's just still sitting there, standing there in his boxers. Got the gray hairs all prickly. It was it was wild, but he he he's that guy. Yeah, really really good. Love this episode. Okay, Ali. Um, yeah, I second that. Um, yeah, even though we're not necessarily forwarding a ton until the end of the episode, really, I just think it's it is one of those episodes of like, yeah, why not do this? Why not explore <laughs> yeah. it? And and I really love when we when we poke at the white woman of Diane Lockhart, mm-hmm. uh, the white woman, the cool whip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I say them the same way, apparently. But um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that exploration of of what that could look like. In I think there was a lot of truth to it, and also like some satirical aspects as well that were really fun to play with so i loved the the back and forth of that throughout this entire episode it was so so fun so yeah what a way to kick off season four yeah Mm, jack uh i think uh, and again now that we were able to watch this whole show so far in the you know in retrospect you know we're moving past the trump era i think this episode of television stands as the most prescient and sharp-tongued made-for-mass-consumption satire of liberals uh, over the past four years. Uh, I think it is 
so, so thoughtful about it. It, it, it asks the hardest to ask question of what if Hillary won, you know, because and that's what I love about the show is they are asking the questions that asking questions inspire, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Doesn't just stop at one question. Uh, and it really like digs into uh, the fact that, you know, there are a lot of ways the world would have been better. A lot of ways the world would have been better uh, had Hillary won. But, it you know, we, we can't go thinking that getting the right president is going to make things perfect mm-hmm. or that it's going to allow us to really dig into ourselves as a country unless things are already bad. Um, I think like the, the line especially that really stings every time I watch this episode is when uh, Liz uh, asks Diane, and where were the Obamas during all this? And the answer is an overall deal at Netflix. You oh, know? it's so uh, good. I have that so written down. Good. What a, what a, mm. yeah. like such an important mention. I know we'll get into it, but. Yeah, we'll get no. into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved this episode. Diane was not having it. Uh, and I love Christine Baranski's acting. Uh, yes. This episode especially. She just, it was like so good. Um, and it, this episode really took us on a trip. And I even like how towards the end, it got kind of Twin Peaks, Eternal Sunshine, like weirdness with, you know, Chris Lima, Felix, Kurt at a table in the woods. I was scared. I was like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Um, so I was, you know, and then I also appreciate how they explored Hillary winning because I actually had the same exact thought when I was thinking, what if Hillary won? I was like, you know, they're going to, people are going to think sexism solved. You know, we don't have to advance mm-hmm. women because that's exactly what happened with Obama. It's like post-racial this, post-racial that. How can America be racist if we have a black president? So mm-hmm. to watch that action, like a thought I already had in my head, <laughs> actually play out through the good fight with, you know, the being like, um, women, we're happy. We're not angry. <laughs> Hillary doesn't want us to be angry. You know, um, I thought that was, it was just so, it was a great just episode period. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I agree with all of them takes, uh, really enjoyed it as a, as an episode, uh, very twilight zoney, um, mm-hmm. uh, and a very horror like tone to it. Uh, especially in certain moments, it had a very, uh, like the underscoring at times felt very horror-ish, uh, which again is funny because this is supposed to be the dream reality, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that hard, hard tone is just really cool. Um, I love the quirkiness, the weirdness, uh, the, the, the little things that were really good and um, how they showed, you know, again, not everything is, uh, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have gotten certain things if the uh, other way, if it had gone the other way. Um, but Gar- Merrick Garland and Elizabeth Warren on SCOTUS, cancer's cured, and then how they were finding ways to be angry about the normal mm-hmm. scandals. Um, you know, why didn't they cure it last year? You know, shit like yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and it is a pretty open discussion here. So what are some things that you really enjoyed, um, didn't like? Any other thoughts on how they handled things? Because it was also shot kind of different as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. the cinematography this episode like leveled the hell up mm-hmm. uh 
you can i don't know if they got they got a little bit more of that cbs money they got a little more access <laughs> in their close. budget yeah. <laughs> uh but you can also tell that like oh yeah these were absolutely made by the people that just finished making season one of evil which is also for a network mm. drama of like has a very unique sense of cinematography uh, while still fitting within the confines of like network television yeah, I loved, I loved all the angles. It felt very, I felt like you were in, in the dream with her. Like whenever, whenever Diane was in a discussion, it was just uh, the single frame either way um, was really, really strong. And like, they, I think they played around with it. Oh shit, and watched all of it so much. Um, I want to say season, whichever, I think season, either end of two or, or three, where some points of an episode the camera shakes depending on what's going on. Uh, like if it's like a high tension kind of thing, I think for the episode uh, where the beast incarnate Maya gets officially like voted uh, to be fired there, like in that, in that scene when people are start getting upset, it literally shakes. And I'm, I'm assuming that's like from the tension. Um, but yeah, it was very heavy, heavy, heavy dream like sequence. Um the other thing too that I like, I'm not sure if anybody else picked up on it, but like I think there was like a, a certain innocence with um with Marissa and I think maybe maybe Luca a bit too. Cause like Luca was Luca, but it didn't seem like Luca. Like she was more yeah. about being seen and being like positioned up while like the like real world oh, Luca yeah. is more yeah. hard working and like my work will will do this for me while this one she kind of was like i want to be seen I, I gotta i gotta be with the the partners don't ruin this i'm gonna go do this even though diane gave her the play by play what was gonna happen and i was just every time they dropped the new name i was like oh shit i forgot about mm -hmm. that damn it crap yeah you yeah. you can kind of tell i like that this is this episode's way of kind of subtly reminding us that like diane doesn't know luca that well <laughs> like they've worked together <laughs> But like, cause like Marissa, they like Diane's brain has Marissa down to it perfectly. Mm. Luca gets fuzzy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, it was also really cool to see just the burden of kind of being the only person who really knows the truth um, in situations, just and having to convince people. Uh, so the whole Harvey Weinstein thing was a trip. Even just mm -hmm. Diane mm -hmm. being like, he's going to come to the door with a robe on. His toenails going to be clipped. He going to be wearing <laughs> moisturizer. The world's going to be striped. Like she knew everything because of, you know, the the doorman or whoever, the concierge, all, everything. So it kind of got a little funny because she was real. It was, she was straight up step by step. She's like, he going to say no. He going to give it a minute. Da, da, da. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it kind of kept going there. But um, Is Diana witch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then also props to the good fight and diane even like her realizing uh with the whole me too thing yeah uh, giving props to tarana tarana burke mm -hmm. and just saying it's her <laughs> she started it <laughs> a black woman named tarana burke uh and just being very intentional about that uh yeah and i think also just watching her trying to figure out twitter with jay was really hilarious and um, oh man. shout out Shout out to Jay for getting a nice shape up, man. Like he got it cleaned up, mm -hmm. looking a new good. Man. On set. <laughs> <laughs> got the beer lined up just nice. 
Uh, he has one quick line when he's trying to get her set up, and he's like, they watched the video that she was like, oh, this is going to be where I kind of restart Me Too. Uh, and he's like, that was supposed to send people to the YouTube page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think what I loved about this episode, a million things, but one of the things I really enjoyed is that everything Diane finds out first is all of the exact thing, like white women liberals in particular mm-hmm. were like, sure that was going to happen like elizabeth warren being yeah like on the supreme court and harriet tubman being on the 20 dollar bill you know mm-hmm. like, like as if that gives her her due somehow it's like yes that would be great but it's like mm-hmm. like like the smallest gesture of all things and just like all the things that diane was like over the moon about to watch this white woman go through this experience was just um, and Diana in particular, who I think has probably a little more awareness than other white women liberals, but still has a lot of areas that she needs to work on. I just really loved the the path that this took um, to, to have all of the good news and all of like the gentle stuff first, <laughs> almost, and then to be like, oh, wait, what? It's not yeah. perfect. Like, um, it was it was very fun how everything played out and so smart how everything played out yeah diane's calling people pimps i was like (laughs) i like this diane you're his pimp (laughs) like she you know yeah oh man it kind of reminded me like a lot of the energy that diane had this episode kind of reminded me of a lot of the like stereotypes and you know that kind of that burden they place on black women when we're like, we know what's going on, like, just listen to me, I'm trying to tell you what's going on, and then how you get isolated, and what's wrong with you, even uh, Adrian and Liz being like, uh, you might actually have to take a step away from the firm type of thing, but just her kind of being like the only person trying to speak up against certain things, I was like, yep, that's, (laughs) that's not an alternate reality for Mm -hmm. a lot of sisters being Mm -hmm. like, yo, I'm trying to tell you this person's crooked, or this isn't right and yada and you kind of become the problematic person who kind of just has to choose your battles like okay do I just go with the flow to keep my job or do I speak up so yeah it was I just liked seeing her angry and mad and passionate and yeah it was really cool I I loved 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 I'm not sure if it's it might be a thing of laughing at or laughing with but that one scene when she was like how did I how did I change my clothes? I I wore this and then I went to the party and where's my husband? Kurt! Kurt! <laughs> like it's I like is yeah. I'm such a huge like after this, I'm gonna go back and I'm trying to find everything, Christine Baranski, because like there's such um <laughs> I can't think of the word. Is it debut debutante or some it's such a like bougie? Like a, I, yeah, like maybe bougie can can fit. It's such a, a way about it, like the her, her, like when she when she's like, I'm gonna take a stand at this party. I'm gonna <laughs> mm-hmm. tell them all about me too. I'm gonna fix everything. Like it's just the air of it to 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 believe that it's gonna work and be like, I'm I'm Diane Lockhart, damn it, and you're gonna listen. I just love it. It's so it's so good. And the fact that she got to play around the entire episode in that form, great. So, a question: What exactly happened to her? Uh, I think she, she got. 
Honestly. Yeah, she she got she got knocked down pretty rough uh, during the swatting. Okay, and she was out for mm-hmm. ten minutes or so. They said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like five okay. minutes, five ten minutes. But they didn't explain yeah. the swatting. N- not yet. Anyway, okay. ask about that. Yeah. Well, I I assumed it was pretty clear. Well, Rochelle, like, is there some accountability? Because we all know Rochelle ordered the hit. Right. Oh shoot, we're still not allowed to ask Jack and Molly what happens, right? Not just yet. No. But like, uh, just so about close. a week from now. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, one a more week, week from now, we're not gonna know what yeah. happens. Uh, we got nine days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until mm-hmm. uh, till this premiere, and my God, have we blown through this show? Um, yeah. So, any other thoughts on this on this episode? Uh, real quick, I'm sorry, because uh, for me it was kind of going in and out, so I didn't hear anything of what just happened. Um, but oh, thank God. <laughs> but um, I think this goes back to something that uh, Jack said a, a few episodes, seasons, who knows anymore ago, uh, um, that if it's, if something isn't working, it will be like a microphone after a great set. It will get dropped. Like, no, if it's done, it's done. So, like, mm-hmm. watching this episode and then watching episode the second episode, I'm like, oh, so... So y'all going to like book club never happened. Okay, cool. I mean, she got <laughs> didn't bring it up and talk about it. We just too right. impressed with this brand new digs. So I mean, fair fair play. I mean, if you if it's not working, get rid of it. So yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I I, I don't miss book club, but it would be nice mm-hmm. just to have some closure. I feel yeah. like I need closure. Um, something worth mentioning with the premiere of season four is how with the titles, they're mirroring it after It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the gang this, mm-hmm. the gang that. And it was cool with this episode to see, oh, I loved it. I stared at it so hard. Uh, everything exploding, coming back together. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we do it. Oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> in certain things, I was like, I didn't even know how that looked <laughs> until it was put together. So uh, that was that was a cool choice there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I I think um and I know we touched on the Harvey Weinstein stuff, but again, this to me at the time that it came out and everything like that was again just the 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 it sounds cheesy to say, but like the fearlessness of this show mm-hmm. to like be like, yep, this is the thing we're going after at one hundred percent. Like at, we're we're you know I and I really really enjoyed that about. Mm-hmm about the good fight. I think it, it doesn't hold back. It gives you all access. Um, so, mm-hmm. but I, I, and I think what I, what I have been trying to really figure out, and I don't know if you all have thoughts on this, but is what I feel like the overarching theme of the show is, is, is sort of reality, but not reality enough to make it not tiring to watch sort of thing Mm -hmm. and I I was thinking about it in terms of the Harvey Weinstein thing and I do think it is like Tia was saying how specific Diane gets about him and everything he's done is sort of like shows that balance I think they're able to find with like the reality of her knowing that situation and and the gravity of of her knowing that situation and exactly what would happen of course if Luca's gonna go there but the specificity of it gives it this this fictiony, you know, satirical angle mm-hmm. that that lightens it and takes the pressure off of, of it or something. I don't know, but I always think they just play that so well 
um, in everything they go at so hard, like a Harvey Weinstein. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's an especially smart approach to this episode in particular because the reality of the situation, when listed out in facts, is inherently absurd. It's tragic and violent, and a lot of people were hurt, but it's also ridiculous. This man was masturbating into plants and hired Israeli special agents to threaten people. Like that sounds like, like an if if books came like orange juice and you ordered extra pulp, these are the details that would be in it, you know. And by just creating this world where she's just saying the stuff to a Marissa that has never heard of this, just to gets ref- it, it just reflects to us in a way that. I think clarifies what a lot of the audience for the show is going to feel, which is not just that, oh, this is ridiculous, but that this does not feel real. My reality does not feel real. And I feel like this is the only show and only piece of media that I can think to that is describing that feeling in an accurate way. That isn't just like, "Mm, I'm the world's saddest man. And here's the little machinations of my mind. Uh, to speak of like Eternal Sunshine or like other Charlie Kaufman stuff, as much as I love that one movie, um, but that this is using our actual political, geographical, sociological landscape to acknowledge it like, hey, we know how you are feeling and it is reflected. You are not alone in feeling that way. Mm-hmm. This would have been so hard to watch in real time. <laughs> like it feels so different um, and probably a lot less triggering to watch it to be on the other side of things. Not that Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's better, but it's not great. You know, weird stuff is even going on with Garland right now. (laughs) Just like, homie, what, what, why? But, um, (laughs) but still, yeah, I don't, this would have been so much more depressing to watch while Trump was still president. (laughs) The moment, watching this the first time, the moment the shoe drops, and you realize what the episode is really doing. Top 10 reveals television history. Oh Mm -hmm. my God, I was floored when I realized what this episode was doing uh, Mm -hmm. with the wine scene stuff. And then floored all over again when, you know, Keen, good on you for not letting any thug tears go, but I let a fucking waterfall (laughs) of little baby boy tears fall. (laughs) Because I thought my boy Kerr was dead. Yeah, I thought that was it. Oh, it was so well done. Unlike anything this show has ever come close to attempting. Uh, that scene in the woods you could t- you could also to t- uh, I think T was saying you could tell that they just watched that Twin Peaks reboot <laughs> and they were like <laughs> oh true. we can do that we can do one of those oh so good <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I'll second Jack on that too having watched it in real time I, I think it was very different watching it this time because this might be my only only my second time now going through season four I, I think same I, yeah I, yeah, and I hadn't rewatched this one yet, so this is my first one in our in our new presidency watching it. And I do, I think I was just so taken with, with what they had decided to do with it that, and we were also at a point where we were, you know, maybe on, hopefully on track to mm-hmm. a new presidency kind of thing. So I think it was like a really well chosen moment for an episode like that, where there was yeah. like, you know. And, and I think also, because what would this, this would have been April of last year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I don't know when you think about everything that was coming within the next month to two months too in our in our world landscape it, I just like again that like sixth sense of the kings kind of thing um, not that they hit on everything that we've seen but I, I don't know it was I found it very poignant to watch mm-hmm. it in that moment more than anything else um, and lastly I just really love the button on this episode of who is the president <laughs> so beautiful yeah yeah start off the kick off the season with a christine bransky laugh let's do it (laughs) and a bunch of music throughout too from felix oh yeah we're getting trump tv musical episode (laughs) yeah Yeah, when trump tv um at one point they said that he's cutting back his trump tv to eight hours a day um yeah yeah any other quick thoughts we'll hit some winners and losers uh, Christine should have gotten an Emmy. Should have flat out should have gotten an Emmy for this. So she, frustrating that that moment Keen was talking about, where she realizes that real that the reality around her does not match how reality is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Oh my! I don't know what she turns. She she takes it to fucking sicko mode, as the kids say. <laughs> as, as the kids. Uh, uh, it, it is oh astonishing what she does in this episode. Yeah. Was she There's nominated? No, no. Oh, man. <laughs> the the academy, the, the academy has no access. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Quick, quick thing. I think I just thought of this. Probably just based on her laugh. I'm gonna sound crazy for this, but if there was any way that Christine Baranski could play um, a version or, or the the Flashpoint version of Martha Wayne mm. and become mm. the could become the Joker of that world. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have one other thought. Uh, I I am happy that Kurt is alive and well, and I'm not just saying this because one of my locks was Kurt get shot. But when they show what <laughs> happened, yeah. when they show what happened, that he actually pulled out his gun yeah. in the face of the SWAT. I'm surprised, mm-hmm. but also not surprised. The brother did get shot. so and she didn't get shot so that's you know for the sake of the show it's like oh yay kurtz and diana are alive and then thinking about a lot of things that happen in real life i'm like i wish everyone had that opportunity to survive that after thinking someone's breaking into their home but Mm -hmm. i when i just to watch him actually it wasn't even that he was still in bed he grabbed his gun (laughs) and they were just like get get down old man (laughs) i was like wow uh yeah i mean yeah you definitely definitely on point with that i didn't even think about that now I'm a little upset. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, no, sorry, guys. Uh, but I'm glad you know, I'm glad Kurt's alive, of course. But maybe he'll still get shot because uh, you know, we got six he'll more episodes. Shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got a lot and of that's one of my locks. That's one of my locks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty of time for Kurt to get shot up. Uh let's hit some winners and losers then. Start with those losers. Tia. Oh, I gotta say polar bears, you know, uh-huh. just to know what could have been. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Jack. Uh, as far as losers, I'm going to go with the uh, beloved Broadway actress Annalie Ashford, who in this episode has to play Harvey Weinstein's pimp, and then CBS <laughs> CBS was like, you know what, you could do worse. We're going to put you in a romantic comedy sitcom with Thomas Middleditch. Oh man! And the the woman deserves better. She was Sunday <laughs> in the park with George. 
you know she do right by her cbs um i'm gonna go with last year's cancer patients um (laughs) (laughs) seems like they were sitting on something yeah 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 uh keen uh keen oh no keen's frozen keen 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 there we go he's back is he (laughs) is he yeah, I'm back. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the sunken place again. Um, yeah, uh, my loser, sad to say, is uh, Diane uh, because she went to a dream world where she thought everything was going to be great yeah. and it was all still trash. Some things were good, but some things still weren't. So, yeah. yeah. And still came back to a trash world. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's a good loser there. Uh, my loser is Judge John Mata's daughter, uh, who is going oh. to be interning with Harvey Weinstein. And he kind of made it happen, too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. my loser. Uh, let's go winners. Keen. Hear me out. If I'm Try. not frozen. Hear <laughs> me out. Uh, my winner is Diane Lockhart because what? she <laughs> got the very rare you just... opportunity to <laughs> let me finish. I call that a good old 52 pump fake uh <laughs> make you think uh, one way and i go the other so my reasoning for her being an, a winner also is she got that she got to at least peek into um what a world would be like and the differences of it, even though it was uh, constructed in her own mind and the fact that uh her and kurt survived that spotting so yeah she's definitely a winner yeah yeah uh jack my winner for this episode <laughs> I'll be brave. I'll say it. Women. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> nice. Yay. Thank you. Well done. Uh Molly. <laughs> they better not be angry. Um <laughs> uh, my winner is Kurt. Because mm. he's alive and we thought yeah. he was dead for a second. Mm-hmm. Um and he's looking good as ever. So. Mm-hmm. Tia. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Diane or Kurt because they didn't get shot and they survived the swatting, which really upset me in the last episode of season three. But I will go ahead and say, at least within this dream world, I'm going to give it to Luca because she was saved mm-hmm. from a horrible interaction uh, mm-hmm. with uh, alternative reality Harvey Weinstein. Uh, and my winner is, uh, I think this was somebody's loser, but my winner in this one, this one is polar bears. Uh, <laughs> so they are, they're doing okay. Uh, winner could also have been the rainforest because apparently that is all That's better. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that is our episode season four, episode one, the gang deals with alternate reality. Thank you, Tia. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Molly. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.